Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know if you're like me, I uh, really enjoy seeing uh, videos of kids doing amazing things at young ages. Uh, before we had the internet, we would hear about them, right? We'd hear about them in the newspaper or the television, make the shows. Uh, you know, for example, you might have seen them on like um, The Tonight Show or um, Johnny Carson. Remember, he'd have people come out. Um, so in particular, I've seen recently uh, a little four-year-old boy who could play the drums and Amazingly, he plays them uh, at like basketball games. Like he's got the beat down. It's amazing to see. Like, how does a kid like that do that? You know, wh- where's the skill coming from? Another one would be um, here in Houston. We have a sprinter at Strike Jesuit who has won the hundred meter um, dash, and he's fixing to go against a uh, a wide receiver, uh, an NFL wide receiver, um, in a race. So that's going to be really fun. Um, I found out on the news the other day that there's an 11-year-old that's going to college right now. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe, right? <laughs> At 11, I, don't, I was definitely not thinking about going to college, that's for sure. Uh, so my claim to, to one of those crazy things was uh, I played a game of tackle football with uh, some of my other basketball friends because we all thought we were just as tough as the football players, right? So we all got together um, and played tackle football and I remember it was this long pass, uh, and so I, you know, was running, I was running. I looked up, I tried to catch the ball, and I like fell down. But as I was falling, the ball was still in front of me, and so I tapped at it a couple of times, and I caught it. You know, caught it for the touchdown, right? Uh, and I was amazed, and everyone around me was amazed too. And th- so it's amazing when those things happen in our life. We're kind of blown away by it, and yet it still happens. And if we look at today with the Acts of the Apostles, Peter has done an amazing thing. He has basically been able to help all of the new believers. Now, when they say believers, they mean um, this, the, this, the, the Jewish people that have believed that Jesus is the Messiah and they're still worshiping in the temple. So they're still in that connection and they're starting to believe that this happens. And so Peter is going around to all the different communities of these believers and the disciples and trying to help everybody understand exactly what has happened. So Peter's doing an amazing thing. Now we've noticed here, he, he speaks with such conviction. He speaks as with, uh, with the orders out the plan of how things happened here. I mean, he totally has a different viewpoint about how to make this happen. Because if we know Peter in the other books, especially the gospels, Peter's like always trying to do too much for Jesus, right? He's always trying. He's not comfortable. He seems to make one step forward and one step back. He seems to be in confusion about how to behave. It just seems like he's just disjointed. And in this case, we see him you know, making a very risky move. I mean, we think about this. So he's trying to convince these believers that the Gentiles are included. Now, that's a, that seems like a pretty big thing compared to you know, a four-year-old who can play the drums or me catching a football or something like that, right? I mean, he's trying to convince a whole group of believers that it's just not just the Jewish people that are going to be part of this larger covenant. It's the Gentiles as well. So he speaks with such conviction. And I just see in all of these times of uh, 
these where we witness this it, it, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so much involved in all of this we see that as he's taking in the Holy Spirit that he's able to speak with conviction with understanding he lays it out as he says Peter began to explain to them step by step so he's he's a an organized person and he has a way of understanding but he, he always seemed to have like his spirit get in front of it and so people were confused about how he was to behave and in this case he's using his organized mind but also but he has a piece about it and it's something that's really important because at this point they have to he wants the Gentiles to be part of this whole covenant he wants them to be connected and he wants them to be in that place so uh, for myself uh, there's been a few times where I've really had to have the Holy Spirit speak for me. And I know every Sunday I say a prayer, Lord, please, Holy Spirit, speak for me. Uh, in particular, some of the, the times in my life that I, I listed, I was like, so when I asked for my wife's hand in marriage, I was really nervous. <laughs> I know, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? How do I sum up our love? And, and all these, uh, in this whole year that we've been together, you know, I'm asking for the hand and I'm nervous and and all that, and, and that prayer, I was like, oh God, you're just going to have to say the words for me, because I, I wanted to make it a great moment, right? Uh, another one is at a previous church, uh, it was the 8 o'clock service, and we had uh, a young boy, he was about 5 or 6, and part of the, to, and he would always come at 8 o'clock, and so we always wanted to include him in our service, and so we had this special box, and he, without us knowing what it was, would place some kind of object in this box, and we, would, we wouldn't know what it was, and yet we still had to preach about the lessons on what that object was. So I had a couple of things going against me at that point. A, I had not started preaching like this, and B, it was really early in the morning, and I didn't know what was in the box. So I really had, at that time, I was like, oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, you have to come and help me explain something to a child in a few minutes. And so I always felt a real presence of the Holy Spirit when I did that. Another one that I had was, uh, basically, if you probably haven't noticed, I've, if y'all have been here for a while, I preach with a, an outline or I don't preach with a manuscript anymore. I haven't done that since about July. And let me tell you, it's, it's nerve-wracking to be right here and do this. So I'm, I feel really, really blessed to, to be able, and I feel the Holy Spirit... Um, Help me say the words that I need, need to say. I think another remarkable thing that we see in, as we transition from the Acts of the Apostles into this gospel passage is the first sentence of our, of our passage is really important here. Um, especially when he says, as Judas has left. I, and then he goes into this beautiful, everything is set in motion now. I don't know about you, but if I know the guy who's walking out the door is about to get me killed, I might not have that response, right? There would be more fear. There would be, oh my gosh, what did I just do? But instead, he is with the, he's with his, the apostles together. They're in communion. They're about to break bread. And he says everything is about to happen. So he has a real knowledge and understanding of what is occurring because he has that spirit within him. The Holy Spirit is speaking to him, and it's speaking for all of us, too. When we go out, and we, um, even later in the passage, where we, uh, you know, love one another, as, uh, to love one another as we can in this kind of context, it's not just the golden rule, it's more. It's about 
having the love of Christ be seen in us. And the way for us to do that is to invoke the Holy Spirit as we go about our days, as we continue to connect with others, um, and we continue to allow others into our, our midst. You know, this is that same, that other side of this is not just to allow the Gentiles in to this wider birth of Christianity, this wider connection, but it's to allow everyone into our midst as we worship together. Those who aren't like us, maybe, who might not look like us, who might not be in the same mold or some the same background. And so we can listen to Peter's words in that way as well and understand what that means as we give our love to others and they as well is to create a wider circle, to wider circle of believers. And that's really in a sense what gives us the peace to do that. We have, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to allow us to do that, to, to be in a place of openness and, and, and desire to do that. It's not something we do naturally always, but we can. If we allow Christ to enter our, enter our lives, we have the Holy Spirit with us, then we can continue to create the larger circle. And we already do that every day, too. It's not just as though, you know, we're going to go from one point and, oh, so now I'm going to do this. We've been doing it our whole lives. When we have received the Holy Spirit at baptism, we continue to do that. Sometimes we're not aware of it. But as we continue on, we can be and have more confidence to do that. You know, it's part of our, part of it, it's a both and. It's awareness of the, th the, the love that we've shared previously and that we've done that and we continue to do that and then as we go in the future and continue as well. So um, we can step ahead with conviction, we can step ahead with grace, and we can step ahead continually with the love of Christ in our hearts to those around us.